0: Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter.
1: We haven't had a dance-off in a long time, Harden.
2: I'm not hearing my camera shining on you, guys. You know. <laughs> That might be why. You're yeah. the hype man. Upside down and Inside out. I don't want to show what you people what it's all about.
1: What a great song. Still like get hyped that to that. Exactly.
2: Hey, we got football going on. Cincinnati and Virginia Tech.
1: Gonna kill, baby. Let's see what he does against this Vitek defense. That's. I'm excited to see this.
2: did Virginia Tech beat Ohio State?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Cincinnati played Ohio State and got slaughtered. Well, it did. Yeah. So who knows? This is a crazy world we live in with college football and everything like that. We're about to play Hang Up and Listen next. Be sure to call in. That number is three six zero eight two five five. And we got a terrific grand prize for you today, Johnny. Tell them what they'll win. The grand prize winner of Hang Up and Listen will
0: win. That's right, Elfo's twenty five dollars. Bring in the new year right. Go dine at Elfo's. And uh, you were you were at Elfo's. Have you been recently? Yeah, I was there, let's say, my golly, two weeks ago. Okay, all right. a nice little $50 card by Kevin. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and
1: did I get a card? Nope. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Great, Kevin. Thanks. Awesome. I'll probably not get another one after this, but it was fun. (laughs) He definitely plays favorites. How can you not love John Harden? He's everybody's favorite. I think what it was is
0: I cussed him out. He came in bearing gifts.
1: (laughs) Is that how you have to do Kevin? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now I know what to do. I need to just start screaming and hollering and cursing at Kevin, and maybe I can have some of that fine cuisine at Elfo's. It's great. Maybe, and that's,
2: that, that's, a, maybe that's how Tam Cam always goes to Elfo's. She just screams at him a
1: little bit and then. Yeah, I think so. that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Hang up and listen. Let's go ahead and get it started right now, Harden. All right, all right, all right. We got to hang up and listen going on right number right now. That number is three six zero eight two five five. Marcus, if you could tell the people what the rules of the game are.
2: Yes. Um, as I try to remove um, ham, I mean sausage and cheese and egg and bread from my mouth, i was almost eating that biscuit. Ease. Looks good. Yeah, the the, the the biscuit that we eat from ease. Let's go eat at ease. Um. Hang Up and Listen works a little little bit like this. You call the show, ask a question or make a statement, anything you would like to talk about that you would like uh, CJ and myself to discuss, any question you would like us to answer. And then you end your phone call with, I'm going to hang up and listen. If you do not end your phone call with, I'm going to hang up and listen, then we cannot answer your question or talk about whatever it is you call to talk about. So make sure you end your phone call with, I'm going to hang up and listen. Also, you wanna make sure that you qualify for the grand prize and the the only way you can qualify for the grand prize is you have to play the game the correct way, which is ending your phone call by saying I'm going to hang and up your and your phone
1: listen. call with I'm gonna hang up and listen, dead gummit. Yeah. Always do and as always, first call on hang up and listen gets ten dollars to ease, twenty four hour cafe. Marcus is eating it. There's some smashing over here, I'm smashing his ease. He's he is murking the ease actually. And let me just take this time to tell you Ease serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There are four Ease 24-hour cafe locations in Memphis. The original Ease on Union Ave across from Methodist University Hospital. There's a location at 4287 Summer Ave. There's one at Park and Mount Moriah right down the mountain from us. And the new Ease location on Poplar, across from East High School. And again, the first caller... It's Ease 24-Hour Cafe. Yeah. Let's go eat at Ease. What type of biscuit do you have there, sir? Because it looks delicious.
2: It says sausage, egg, and cheese uh, biscuit, and it is delicious. I don't know what it is that Ease does to their biscuits, but it's like biscuits are like, you know, they have like the, the greasy just enough, you know. Yes. It, it's delicious,
1: man. It is. It is. It's delicious. And we're going to move right into Hang Up and Listen. we got our first caller, Sam. Sam, welcome to Hang Up and Listen, man. How's everything going? What's up, Sam? What's up guys? Uh, Harden has a uh sound bike. they be crazy in the morning with a uh, Zebo saying so that John inside and uh you know what when you think about it, it's true because uh without Zach, you know, uh, attracting uh
3: so much attention and uh getting a uh, double team and uh, leaving the uh, wings players open, you, you know what? We miss that guy, man. Uh
1: on inside, on inside, without inside. Uh, uh, without a uh, Zeebo, man, uh, it's not the same, man. With Zeebo, we're like a great team, and we're just an uh, average team without them, guys. and to hang him a listen. That All is right. how it's done, people. Thanks, Sam, for calling. Sam was the first caller. He got his ease twenty four hour cafe, and he's he's one hundred percent correct. Yeah, I mean Zach. Zach might have lost a step, may not be Zach Randolph of old, but he is still an integral piece of this team, and it is so important that he's
0: out there on the court. I mean, Marcus. All right, now you hear you heard uh, last night, chance of MVP coming down from the Fed, from FedEx Forum. The crowd was uh-huh. screaming MVP. Look, Mike Conley, the floor general. You have Tony Allen, the grind father. But the glue that keeps it in there is the old man, the stanky leg, Zach Randolph. And
1: just, just to have him down there and be another option to score really does put pressure on the defense. And now you can't focus solely on stopping Marcus Gasol.
2: Yeah, Zach may be more important to this team right now the way that it's made up in this role than he ever has been before because what he brings to the table is he brings that presence, that guy that you know if you're a defensive, defensive player and you're not on your game, that guy's going to get an offensive rebound. He's going to put it back in, or or he's going to find a way to get the ball down low and make a bucket. So you always have to account for Zach, even if he's not scoring 20, 30, 20, 25, 30 points a game. You have to make sure that you're playing defense on him so that he's not scoring 20, 25, 30 points a game. And uh, you see how it's been affecting Courtney Lee without Zach Randolph being in the game. Uh, and, And the reason that you've seen the emergence of Vince Carter here lately is because Vince Carter can do what Courtney Lee struggles with. Vince Carter, he's been playing the game a long time. He can get his own shot off. He can get a shot off when the team needs it. He knows how to move around the court. And he knows how to find open spaces. That's going to come for Courtney. But the best thing for Courtney Lee was Zach Randolph on the inside. None that's not there. Courtney's kind of taking a, you know, he's falling off a little bit. But when well, when Zach comes back and you have all the pieces in play, it's going to, you know, work like work like clockwork again.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, you brought up an interesting point with Zach being such a dynamic offensive rebounder, and that's something else that they're missing. Zach is 6 in the NBA, 6 in the NBA in offensive rebound. And so, you know, you're losing that that second chance opportunity when he's not out there, and again, you can't just fall asleep on Zach because he will make you pay. And you can't double off of Zach because again, he will make you pay. And defensively, he's in the right spot. And he makes you think twice about taking the shots you take. And he gets the defensive rebounds also. So not having Zach is a big deal. It's a huge deal. And, again, I agree with you. When he comes back, the Grizzlies are keep right on rolling, assuming nobody else gets injured.
2: Yeah, there was a play uh, in, in the game last night. It was the fourth quarter. Uh, it was overtime where the uh, Grizzlies um, needed to get a rebound and put the basketball back in the basket. They got the rebound in several opportunities but couldn't put it up and in well Zach Randolph he gets that rebound under the goal he finds a way to put it in things little small things like that that you don't really think about throughout the course of a game but if you go back and watch film and you you look at it and you analyze it you may may say well has Zeebo been there then you know that's what
1: you miss that is what you miss now we're gonna move right along Robert Robert what's up man you're on hang up and listen yeah, I'd like your all's opinion on uh, the Grizzlies driving more so they can draw more
0: fouls. It seems like
1: everybody's always shooting more fouls, and uh, I'll hang up and listen. All right, thank All you, thanks, Robert. Robert. Well, that's that's an interesting point, and it's it's tough for you to drive when you have two anchors down there, Marcus Hall and Zach Randolph, mm-hmm. and that's but that's a, and that's the scouting report. The scouting report is make them shoot, don't let them drive. And so it's it's easier said than done from that perspective. But they do have to take the ball in there, and they do have to go about finding a way to get more fouls called so they can get easier buckets.
2: True, and especially when you're coming off of a game where you just played the Houston Rockets and you have James Harden on your team, and and I hate James Harden. I do not
1: listen. Why, why hate? Why I hate oh the beard? You listen, got to fear the beard. Listen, not hate the beard. Listen,
2: I hate him because it's like when James Harden wants to score, he can score. He can either shoot it, or he's going to drive and he's going to get the foul. And, and you know, after playing teams like that, and you see how easily these other teams can get to the free throw line, then how difficult it seems to be for the Grizzlies to get to the free throw line. It can get a little frustrating because you see all those easy points that other guys are scoring. And it would be great if the Grizzlies had those same opportunities at easy points and easy buckets. But like you were saying to your point... Their offense really isn't designed to open up a lot of lanes for you know, for guys to drive. And they don't really have a lot of players on their roster that are good at penetrating and getting to the basket and, and, and getting the and one or, or creating the foul. I mean, Tony Allen tries to do it, but sometimes he can be a little sporadic uh, going to the basket. Uh, so... It's one of those things where it'll be nice to have, but I just don't see how this, the makeup of this Grizzlies team, is going to, you know, lend them to being a team that's going to shoot a lot of foul shots. Just because they don't have that guy who's a slasher that can get to the buck to to the basket. It'd be great if Vince Carter was maybe you know seven years younger, but Vince Carter's not that player anymore. Courtney Lee's not that player. Quincy Pondexter is not that player. You don't really have that guy on your roster, and Mike Connolly, he, you know, he goes in, he's looking to float the ball. He's not going in looking for contact.
1: So, and, and that's something else. Then yeah. They're going in, they're not looking for contact. And what's what's real important? They don't have that player who gets the respect call. It's true, true, and and that's why a lot of people true. hate Harden because yep. not only can he score at he will, calls. he gets the call. Oh, they don't have players flaws. out there who's who when they drive and get touched. The ref's like, no, 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 he should have made that shot. We're going to give him that call. They don't have that guy out there. I- ironically, though, they're 10th in the NBA in free throws made with 18.4. They're one of 10 teams who are making more than 18 free throws a game. So that when they get there, they make them, uh-huh. and they're doing a good job. But you, you would think that. They should get fouled more. And they are getting fouled more. And because Mark and Zach are so big and burly and going to fight through contact and not stop at the point of contact, that has something else to do with why they don't get the fouls called that they should get called. And, so, and you know, Tony Allen is a toss-up. He's probably out of control most of the yeah, time exactly. he gets in there. So you're I mean, not going to get that.
2: When you're all heart, grit, grind, then the officials are going to officiate the game like you're all heart, grit,
1: grind. Yeah. You know? And they should, and they should. And I think that Grizzlies players want it called that way, because it plays to their strength. They like, like I said, they like fighting through contact. They're a physical team, physical bunch of guys. But yeah, you you look at it, and you're watching games, and you just think, why aren't there more fouls being called? Memphis is getting slapped every single time down the court. They're getting pushed. They're getting ridden out of position, and it's like, well easy Mark and Zach they're not complaining about it they're fighting through it and they're they're going to keep fighting through it and keep making plays man and so that's why a lot of it why they don't get a lot of those fouls called
2: James Harden shot 11 free throws last night he shot 11 free throws the the, Mark Gasol shot 4 for the Grizzlies and Quincy Pondexter attempted 5 free throws That's Together, that's still not as many as James (laughs) Harden attempted. He made 10. And that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, James Harden, 32 points. Ten of those points came from the free throw line. He was 10 of 17. But he always gets to the free throw line whenever he wants to. I mean, there were times in the game where when time was winding down. I'm like, okay, they're going to give the ball to James Harden. He's going to clear out everybody, dribble, dribble, drive, and find a way to put his arm under your arm to get the foul call.
1: Yeah. And I, I and interestingly enough, Houston they sit just in front of the Grizzlies. Yep, twenty one to seven. They uh well I'm I'm talking about free throw attempts. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, the record. Yeah, and f- record free throws made actually. Grizzlies are at eighteen point four per game. Rockets are at eighteen point seven. But Houston attempts three more free throws than the Grizzlies. So take that for what you will. what it's worth? It was a it was a tough game for the Grizzlies to lose last night. Staying on that topic. Uh, and again, now Houston sits right in front of them. What's what's the playoff standings, Marcus? Do you have that? Did you
2: realize James Harden almost had a triple double last night?
0: They'll be messing with no, all Hardens' rock.
2: <laughs> I, I didn't realize Harden almost was two rebounds away from a triple double last night. I knew he was all over the place.
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing with him, and that's what makes the West so so difficult and so tough. You have James Harden who can go for thirty plus and almost get you a triple double on any given night. Then you look up in San Antonio. You got Popovich and the Spurs sitting right there, and then you got Dirk and Rondo now with Dallas, oh my along God. with Monte Ellis and Ty- uh, Tyson, Tyson Chandler. And then you have a future MVP down there in New Orleans. And and they're not they're not even sniffing the playoffs. Nope. And then you look out west, and you have Golden State and the Clippers. And so this Western Conference man is going to be. It is a, a burden. It's going to be a chore to get through. And the Grizzlies, now with that loss to Houston, they sit a half game behind the Rockets in the playoff race. They have that four seed. And the teams in front of them, Houston, Portland, and Golden State. And we're not even talking about San Antonio or Dallas or the Clippers in front of them. So you know those teams are going to get hot. San Antonio, by the way, I do believe they're like 3-7 and seven in the last 10 games, which is crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're 3 and 7 in the last 10. I mean, right now they're in 7th place in the West. But, you know, as long as San Antonio makes the playoffs, I think Popovich is going to be happy. They're going to make the playoffs. I mean, here's the crazy thing. We're talking about we're talking about the Grizzlies right now as a 4 seed, San Antonio as a 7 seed, and Phoenix as the 8. But then you have the 9 New Orleans and the 10 Oklahoma City. And Brooklyn, okay, so is good, in the man. playoffs in the East. Brooklyn. Shout out to Lionel Hollins, Brooklyn, <laughs> thirteen and fifteen. The Brooklyn, hey, the team that the uh, Grizzlies play tonight, the Miami Heat. They're currently in the playoffs in the East at fourteen and sixteen. Tough, tough. Grizzlies have lost four games in a row. Now they're going on the road to take on the Miami Heat team, who just beat the uh, LaTrader, LeBron James. And um,
1: <laughs> oh, we didn't, we didn't make fun of you because of that. For, uh, for Latrader La Trader James. Oh, wait. Hold on. They won that game. Yeah, Miami won that game. Oh, that's why we didn't make fun of them. Uh-huh,
2: they exactly. Won. <laughs> Let's go Heat. Listen, listen Miami's going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals.
1: Huh? <laughs> yeah, Mike, what? the Miami Heat are going to be in the Eastern Conference hey, Finals. Hey, this isn't Marcus Magnificent. You can't make... Predictions like that this, you, this, you're you, taken away from the segment. Do you man.
2: remember when Jordan left the Bulls and the Bulls still made it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Yes, it's going to be the same thing. LeBron leaves Miami, they're still going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals.
1: Okay, I
2: mean, and, and, and they've been playing. I mean, you know, uh, their last ten, they're five and five, and that's a lot of that's been without Chris Bosh.
1: Right, right, right. So, so right, right now, if Miami play, they play Atlanta, who is. The surprise of the year so far. I, I, what did they, they,
2: I haven't even seen a highlight of the Atlanta all year. You, you talk about number two seed in the East. You
1: talk about teams getting that don't get the respect that they deserve. Memphis is one, and these these Hawks are another one. They they are one of the best teams in the East, and in a playoff series, seven game series, I'd, I'd have to take the Hawks over the Heat.
2: Toronto's the number one seed. What is going on in the Eastern Conference right now?
1: Here's a question for you. Would you like to see the NBA do away with uh, the divisions or the conferences, where so that just the teams with the best records get in? Sixteen teams with the best records go.
2: You know, it's it, it's it's difficult because you would like to see that, but 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 then you open up the door for all of these. I mean, you, you open up the door for a possible. Um, you know, Oklahoma City, San Antonio NBA Finals. And, 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 and I mean, I, I know some folks will be like, oh, that'd be awesome to see and awesome to have. But I don't know. I, I guess I still like the East-West. I still like the separate... I mean, if, at some point, you have to think, at some point, it's going to balance itself back out and the East is going to rebound and be a better uh, conference. But... Right now, it's, it's been it's been that way for so long though. Where the West has been so much more dominant than the East, it's been that way for so long. You got you, you got to wonder. I mean, what's going on in the East? I mean, you have like the Knicks, you have the Celtics. Uh, I mean, you have the Chicago Bulls. Uh, you have the Philadelphia 76ers. Like these are teams. Like well, excluding the Bulls, Lakers, Celtics. I'm not Lakers. Uh, Knicks, Celtics, Sixers aren't teams that you look at. And you think they're gonna be really
1: bad for long. And, and even apparently more, the the 76ers plan on being bad forever. <laughs> they're just gonna keep drafting high. But 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 when they decide
2: to strike <laughs> when they decide to strike, they're gonna have all of these young bucks ready to go.
1: Alright, moving right along and hang up and listen. We got our man Gerald. Gerald, you're on with the guys on Hang Up and Listen. How's it going, man? Hey, how you doing? What's Good. up? All right. Hey, I got a question. Um, Memphis being a small market, more than likely we won't have a player voted on to the All Star team. But do you think it's possible that Memphis got two players uh, on the All Star team as coaches' picks? Or do you actually think Memphis could have a player voted on as, as a starter
0: to the All Star team? I hang up a list.
1: Hey, um, Gerald, thanks for calling in. That is That brings me to my pet peeve. Take. Take the fan element. Yeah, dial it down some in the NBA. Fans shouldn't have unlimited number of votes to vote for whatever player they have. And if you don't play X amount of games at the midway point, you can't get voted in. You just can't. I'm sorry. You're gonna give Kobe. Kobe Bryant, when I last checked, was number two, and he's not playing right now, and he's on a losing team.
2: Yeah, Kobe's going to be a starter in the All Star game, and he's going to be playing for one of the worst teams in the uh, in, in the league. Listen, when when Tracy McGrady and Allen Iverson were getting selected to be starters for the NBA All Star game, and they weren't even playing, Yao Ming. Yeah, Yao Ming also. I mean, it goes to show how like it, it, it'll be one thing if it was like um, you know, voting for a president where you could get one vote. But I mean I mean I mean some guy who has a computer program can sit up at his house and he can vote all day long for his favorite player to get into the NBA all-star game and it's unfair because when you get to the West and you start breaking it down okay after the starters then who are you gonna put in I mean Marcus Gasol has to go to the all-star game Mark will go Mark will go but then after mark Mike Conley deserves. Mike Conley last year almost deserved. I mean, he was on the cusp of being an All Star last year. This year, Mike Conley weren't playing well enough to get a chance to go to the All Star game. But he's not going to get to go because the coaches aren't going to vote for two Grizzlies to go. I mean, I mean, you, Mike Conley's a point guard. I mean, think about the point guards in the West. Now you have Rondo, who you're adding to the mix. Uh, you already had Chris
1: Paul. Uh, I mean, who, who? Tony Parker, Ta- Tony Parker, Lillard.
2: Damian. I mean, come
1: on. It's, it's the point guard spot in the West is loaded. Yeah, and Conley does deserve to go. Uh huh. But who who should he go over? Do you get the question?
2: I mean, right now, right now, I can see putting him in over Tony Parker because uh, Tony Parker hadn't played, you know, as much this year.
1: We didn't play. We didn't even mention. Did we mention Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook. I like mean, that it is. It is. Yeah, deep in, <laughs> at, at that point guard spot, and it's. Even even if you take the fan element down some, and as they have the coaches and players vote matter more, Connolly still might get in, might not get in because it's so so deep, so talented in the West, especially at the point guard spot. Mike Connolly
2: will Mike Connolly will be um, Mike Connolly will have
1: his jersey retired. Uh, as a Memphis Grizzly. You keep making predictions, man, and we're not doing Marcus uh, Magnificent. Hold on,
2: hold on. Listen, listen. I, I was the one who had confidence in Mike Conley before anybody else in Memphis did. That you did. I, I was saying Conley was the man before anybody else. But Mike Conley, he's, he's, he's going to have his jersey retired in Memphis. And he may never make an All-Star game. I mean, Which think about that. Crazy. Think about that. Because, because what... Ultimately, what he will have, what he will mean to this team when he, when it's all said and done. I mean, he's played his entire career here in Memphis. Uh, I don't, I don't see him leaving Memphis anytime soon. Uh, I got Zach Randolph, another one of those guys who could possibly have his jersey retired. D- Zach Randolph definitely is going to have his jersey retired here in Memphis. But Mike Conley can do it and have and, and never make an All Star game. Yeah, and it's not because he's not good enough to be an All Star. It's because the other point guards in the West are like MVP caliber players.
1: Yeah. and it. But, again, they just came along at the wrong time, unfortunately. Yeah. Back to my point, real quick, about fans voting, listen to all the ways you can vote. You can go to NBA.com. It's available on there. You can fill out one full ballot per day from your desktop or your mobile device. That's one. Twitter voting. Fans can vote for 10 players each day throughout the all-star balloting period. Tweet, retweet. Whatever. You got to have the player's first and last name along with hashtag NBA Ballot. Then you go to Facebook and vote. That allows you to post statuses from your personal Facebook account. So the post must include, again, player's first and last name and the hashtag NBA Ballot. You can vote for 10 unique players a day there. So already with just NBA.com, Twitter, and Facebook per day, I can vote for 25 players. 25 per day. Now let's go to Instagram, where we can post you an can original. Put on Instagram. You too? can post an original photo using hashtag NBA ballot and the player's first and last name in the photo caption, and you can do that for 10 players a day. So now we're at 35 votes a day. 35 votes. I can go on that. And then last but not least, you go to SMS voting. You text six nine six two two, or my NBA on any wireless device and you can vote for 10 different players a day on that also now I'm at 45 players I can vote for wait and there's and there's more the NBA fans can also access the ballot and vote through the NBA Game Time and NBA Game Time from Sprint app and that one I do believe you can fill out a full ballot so that's 50 you can vote 50 times per day that is ridiculous for an NBA All-Star that is ridiculous. No wonder these guys are getting millions and millions of of votes. A vote. Yeah. Like, come on, man. But all right, hang up and listen. Is over. We're gonna decide the winners uh, at the break. Uh. Stay tuned. You're <laughs> listening to Real Sports Talk on. <laughs> hey,
2: what, Sports did we, 56, hey what did we say the last point. time when uh, when uh, Kevin Cerritos not here? All of the uh,
1: structure goes out the window. It's, it's out the window, man. Stay tuned. <laughs>
2: We are Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Take us anywhere you go. Download the Sports 56 app for your smartphone or tablet. Only from Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. my
1: old school Welcome
0: back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. down on Swish, swish. Yo, yo, yo,
1: got it. <laughs> Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. I'm CJ. Beside me, we have Marcus on the other side of the glass. We have Johnny Harden. Where, uh, we have the Virginia Tech game on the TV.
2: It just switched
1: over. And it did just switch over Georgetown, Indiana. Oh, no, this is a um, highlight. Oh, okay. Highlight.
2: Georgetown!
1: But, yeah, so it looks real warm up in Maryland. It's it like just, 45 up there. It's, oh, it's 45? It's 45.
2: Okay, that's comfortable. That's comfortable for uh uh. It's, it's sunny. It's 45 and sunny, so probably feels a little warmer than uh than 45. Um, I'm pretty sure they're very happy to have warmer weather for this bowl
0: game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course. It could be snowing. It could be. And that would be miserable if it was. Well, it would be fun. Football in the snow is always interesting. We don't get that a lot. You know what else we don't get a lot? What's that? You and I don't get to host a show a lot.
2: This is true. This and, is true.
1: and we don't get to host and have my man Johnny producing and... We don't get to do it without Kevin Cerrito. And, unfortunately, he's, he decided to call in no. to ruin our fun. Yeah, okay. Kevin. And he's joining us now. What's he's up, trying, Kevin? Trying to add some structure no, to you the know show. What? You know what? I think Kevin hacked us. I think Kevin knew we were having so much fun up here Is without us. that what us. happened? He hacked us and threw the system down. So it wasn't the BYU. I don't think it was oh. BYU. Kevin, what's going on, man? Hey, greetings
3: and salutations. Who
2: hacked, who? What happened? Uh, in the uh, first uh, 30 minutes of the show, during the uh, starting five, um, apparently – Uh, we just lost power and the board died. In in the middle of our talk we were talking about BYU and Memphis fighting each other. So we're just going to assume that BYU hacked us. Um, BYU is the real hackers, not uh, North Korea. And they hacked us and knocked us off of air. Because we were talking about how anytime you come to our house, you're going to get your behinds kicked. I wish we could find that video. (laughs) I don't even know if we got. We got to find that audio somewhere.
1: I hate they didn't talk about that in the U part 2. They just glazed over that situation. Did you
2: watch the U Part two? Oh, well, I, did. Obviously you I did.
1: did watch the U Part two. It was great. Yeah, it was pretty pretty good.
2: What's going on, Cerrito? You uh are you uh, still down in the uh in the
3: in the Jackson, Mississippi area? Uh, no, I'm actually in Chicago, Illinois. Oh you yeah, yeah, city.
1: you did tell me yeah. you were going to Chi Town, stand up. Don't wear your hat cocked. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah. I'm actually at an art museum right now. Oh, Cultivating and, the arts,
2: And you were allowed to talk? I, th- I thought you had to be quiet. And, oh, oh, this is a library, I guess. <laughs>
3: there's a difference, Mark. <laughs> there is a difference between the library and the art museum. There's not great service here, so if I fall off, I
2: apologize. How is Chicago? How is Chicago? How is the weather there?
3: It's great. It's actually kind of decent today. You know? It's like Memphis weather today. It's going to start getting colder uh, later on today. But it's Franklin. It looks good. It feels good. Or, you know I'm here cultivating the arts in this uh great museum and just wondering uh what are you guys are talking about uh with Tiger football. So what did what got to go across the air what are you talking about? Because, Marcus, I was with you. Uh-huh. in Jackson. Yeah, that went
1: across the air. Thanks for the invite.
3: <laughs> watching watching the the Tiger football game the other day and winning the bowl, which I still think is it's I mean I know we have a local bias, but that's the best bowl game so far this year, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Though. Well, well, like, hold so, on, wait, wait, Central
2: Michigan-Western yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky, But it, that game was the I way mean, it ended, the, the way, way they came ended, back, yeah, that's up there. The it's, seven laterals. It's, like, why do, you, why do you go for two points after your team has the momentum coming back? You kick the extra point and go into overtime, but that was a good one, too. Yeah, 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 but so, <laughs> this embraced. is the
3: only overtime one? Am I right on that, the only overtime?
2: Uh, I think the Tigers game may have been the only overtime game so
1: far. So far, the
3: only one to end in a brawl.
1: True. It's it's definitely the only one to end that way. So
3: What's as our official stance, we are not pro brawl, but we're okay with
1: it. I'm fine with it. I mean I'm I, always fine with fighting, nonetheless, listen, listen, man. Listen, none I, like
2: I think that a football fight is not really a fight, um, unless some idiot takes his helmet off, which in this case some
1: idiot <laughs> took his helmet off.
2: Or, oh, God, ha- or boy, had
1: his or had his helmet taken off. Yeah. Not really. Well, a fight.
3: Well, I'm- we were, we were watching that game. That game was awesome. Yeah. It ended up being awesome. I mean, it started awesome, kind of dragged in the middle. And it was like, oh, no, the Tigers are blowing it. And then it got awesome again. And then there's a fight afterwards. And thank goodness we live in the DVR era, so we can rewind and break down the fight and try to figure out who punched who first, uh, which I don't even think we figured that out. They say Memphis, but there's no video evidence of that, if I'm not
0: mistaken.
1: The the video oh. I saw, it shows uh, Lyman, maybe a Fetty. don't get me wrong here. He said something to an offensive lineman, and the offensive lineman move physically moved him out of his area. So Fetty gets up, yells at this man like, "Ah, we beat you! I told you we was gonna do it." The lineman moves a Fetty, and then from there, it's like, "Wait, don't touch me!" And then that's when the first punch gets thrown. And then once that first punch gets thrown, you just see blue swarm white, and it's over from there. Wow. Uh, the uh, so, so none of y'all
3: had the the fake outrage over this. No, but, oh my goodness! This is a black eye to a great event. Do you think it affects the the Big Twelve invite in a way where people will be like? I know CJ, you you think? Like winner of the fight, she get in. Winner <laughs> of the game, winner
1: of the fight gets in. That's that's how it works in my in my mind. If you win the game, work. you it win the fight, work. you get in.
3: You know, I I agree with you on that. I, I like. I mean, I'm, I don't say I like the fight, but we watch sports for entertainment, and I was entertaining. It it. another element to that game and. And on, on the same day that what, they were, people were threatening to blow up a bridge or something, that that's the yeah. uh, Hernando de Soto or the I 55 bridge that yeah. blow it up. So it's like, we just send the football team. Nobody's going to blow up the bridge now after seeing the football team on TV. They're going to be afraid to come to Memphis and blow up a bridge because they know that we're tough in yeah. Memphis,
2: Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it was like those two stories were like, you know, top stories in the Jackson News the next morning. You know, the fight was one of the first stories we did, and also uh, the fact that, you know, there were threats to blow up the uh, the bridge. And it's crazy when you when you really think about all of that because you had it all happening on the same day, and, and, and if you're watching the national news, I mean, Good Morning America, and all the national news had the story about the Memphis Bridge, and they also had the Memphis fight story in there as well because that start, that, that fight became a national news story.
3: Right, it was on TMZ.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Uh, they brought it
3: around. All, all, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, maybe it makes people notice Memphis more. I don't think it really will affect uh, Memphis's chance of getting the Big 12 because obviously it doesn't seem like there's a there's expansion coming anytime soon. All this does is give you national attention. It's hard to get your football team on TMZ, right? This is so, true. A uh, little fight, not bad. But also kind of like... I I wasn't super entertained. It was interesting. I like watching, you know, stuff like that on television. But there were the people who were fake outraged. And there were the people who were, uh, like, so, like, saying, oh, yeah, that's Memphis for you right there. Like, you know, the ones who were kind of like, yeah, we're tough. Don't mess with us. And I'm not sure what to think about that reaction either.
2: Well, I mean, I think that, unfortunately, Memphis has this reputation for being a tough city, you know, with kids that, you know, are quick to fight. I mean, I mean, people still, you know, remember, you know, the quote unquote bad boy Memphis team, you know, from the John Calipari days. Cause I mean, I, I even remember, um, a quote from a gentleman who was working out of, um, Detroit, Michigan when, uh, Memphis played Michigan State in the, uh, in the uh, NCAA tournament the year that they just destroyed him on their way to the national championship game. And then when, when the guy literally said to me, Man, why did you guys bring all those thugs down here to beat up on our basketball team? So Memphis has has for years had a reputation of having athletes that were quote unquote you know you know showed thuggish behavior, and so I just think that that's why a lot of folks was like, oh yeah, well that's just Memphis for you. That's Memphis, you know those so, kids. in mean, Memphis but, like to Those fight.
3: people, those are those people. Like I can see like people who live in the suburbs are saying, oh that's Memphis for you. But I'm talking about like the white guys on Twitter. Uh, they're just like, yeah, don't mess with me. <laughs> like this is Memphis, you know. Like those people were like, yeah, we're Memphis, we're tough. Uh, don't mess with us. Yeah, I'm like, those are the guys who were you? saying
2: we're tough while standing behind the football team. You know, they're standing behind the line of big right. guys ready to fight. You know, cosigning. You know, we're tough. Yeah, what you gonna do? And, and why they're like thirty feet back, toward the thug. <laughs> exactly. They thumb thug. That's what you call it. The thumb thug. <laughs>
3: It's it's, it's it's fascinating. I mean, there's different levels of the reaction. So there's the yeah we're tough or oh that's Memphis they're thugs or uh, or oh no I'm so ashamed. There's but mine was just that you know cool. I was you it, you, know what you, sometime, to see
2: you weren't <laughs> going to hear anybody refer to BYU players as thugs. No.
3: <laughs> no, right exactly. Like what they don't have the, the reputation, but they're starting to build it I guess now. And anyway, I think it's cool. And we get that what the WWE pay per views come in. It's February. Some new pay-per-views coming to Memphis in February. We're going to have it at the Forum. So I think I should just move it up a month and have the Royal Rumble here in Memphis because we're ready for
1: it. Can we get a couple of football players out there?
3: That's what I'm saying. The football team needs to enter in the Royal Rumble. You know what? If, if the WWE was
2: smart, they'd take this opportunity and they'd get a couple of uh, Memphis Tiger uh, players who are seniors and going to be leaving. A couple of BYU players who are seniors are going to be leaving and just say we're going to have you know the rematch at the Royal <laughs> We're going to have the rematch in Memphis and uh, market and it'll be a great thing.
3: That's true, yeah, they can do that. That would be it. That would be a great idea. And put it on the line. You know, we wanted to have stuff on the line in these bowl games. You gotta have the stipulation. The wrestling has stipulation. Winner gets to the big twelve. It all comes back to that. That will have be a awesome. big big uh eight man tag or battle royal or hell in a cell match, whatever.
2: By the way, Kevin, I I wanna pause you real quick because we didn't mention this that Gerald Gerald, you are the winner of Hang Up and Listen. Uh, Gerald called in. we talking about the Memphis Grizzlies, and is it possible to get two all-stars into the game, even though there's not going to be any Grizzlies who's going to get voted in the by the fans? Can they get two all-stars from the coaches' vote? So that was Gerald's call. So, Gerald,
1: you're the winner. I'll hang up and listen. All right, Kevin. we you Ooh, see right. what happens when Kevin doesn't come in, we forget to announce the whenever we'll hang up and listen? There's no structure at all.
3: Congrats. I think mean, it's uh, Elfo's Restaurant,
1: right? You want Elfo?
3: uh, yeah, I love but, Elfo's. Great, great place to spend New Year's Eve. I go there every year.
1: Yeah, apparently um, so disheartened.
3: What's up with what's up with the Grizzlies though? Four losses in a row?
1: Well, Zach's injured, Kevin, you know that. You hadn't been gone out of town that long, have you?
3: I don't think Zach is I mean, you should still you should still beat the Utah Jazz without Zach Randolph.
1: Yeah. Uh, look at the I mean Houston's
3: been hurt all you know, all year too. I mean something you look at somebody's I mean there are four straight losses. You shouldn't lose games because
1: you don't have Zach Randall. I mean, and, and I again, some of that also has to do. They hadn't won since that three overtime that yeah three overtime thriller against uh, San Antonio. So that game right. probably took a lot out of them. That next game or the following game also, and Zach's not there. That also hurts them. Once he gets back on the court, I, I believe they'll rebound nicely, and I think they get that W uh, today against uh, Miami. Yeah, I, I, I think it's
3: possible. Who? All right, before i before I go and get back to the you know, the arts here uh i we should probably declare a sports person of the year, right it's the last show of the year, oh yeah, was yeah, like the the Memphis sports person of the year who would be like, say this is this is their year
1: Fuente Fuente Fuente, you look at it. From the start of, of spring practices, the team has been improving. Wait till this year was the mantra. They showed us this year. He's made awesome wardrobe decisions. Have we – don't forget about the 9-on-1 helmet with the, the Tennessee State on one yeah, side, 9-on-1 on the other yeah. one. That was an awesome helmet. They won 10 games this year, won their conference. I, you got to give it to Fuente, in my opinion. Those chrome helmets that they wear.
3: Oh, the, the chrome. Boots, all. Those, I love those. And. Uh, the I, I guess I don't think there's anybody besides him. What he did was, was magical, and getting nominated for uh, all these coaching awards and winning the one in the, in the conference. Yeah, I can't think. Of, I can't think of really of really anybody. It looks like it's shaping up possibly next year to be Marcus All.
2: Yeah, uh, we're looking as well. at our Mark, 2015. Yeah, Marcus All, but a candidate, but it may not be until next year. Um, how? How? I mean, you got to take into consideration, you know, which of these sports figures have you guys seen uh, on the news more? Like like whose face are you seeing more of?
1: Oh, we're going to do it like that well, because, where, I mean, I, it can be a negative No, No, Well, I mean, okay. well, I mean yeah,
2: it can be positive or it can be negative. I mean, just okay. like yeah, the Sportsman of the Year, I mean, just like Time Magazine has a Person of the Year, it can be positive, yeah. it can be negative. Whoever you has the biggest right, Whoever had
3: the impact. Yeah. I, th- I think it's still got to be Pointe, just because – and. With the position he's put this team in. We know for sure it's not Josh Pastner, right?
1: No, no Well, <laughs> well if, if it can be negative or positive, he's been in the media a lot for less than stellar reasons. When you look at how the season ended last year with that blowout loss to Iowa State in the tournament, and then you look right. at them going up to Canada and playing as poorly as they did up there, and then you come back and then you got the loss to... Christian brothers in the exhibition game and then the start of the year didn't start off so well, getting slaughtered and everybody's scratching their heads wondering is it time to it let him be. go?
3: Could be just like the, the Sportsman of the Year could be like the empty seat at FedEx Forum at the Tiger Games because there's not many people uh, at those games right now. Yeah, It
1: could be. It could it's be. an
3: empty the attendance thing is going to be is, is continuing to be an issue. I think Tigers are off the radar. There's a basketball team. There's no way Josh Pastner is is a sportsman of the year, and I don't think if there's anybody else with the the Grizzlies either that would classify. And
1: Robert Perra? he had it. He had a, Robert, he, he had it on and popping there for I a was, little bit. Listen,
2: listen, listen. I, I'm last night at, at, after the game. I'm I'm sitting downstairs and I'm sitting right beside Robert Perra.
1: Did you know you were standing
2: beside Robert Yeah, he,
3: he listen, he wears
2: wearing a- the same thing. Yeah, the black t-shirt with the black jacket <laughs> and the black, black, yeah, having the exact not, same outfit.
3: Not the hat with his initials on it. I would say, what about uh, Dude, he'd get
0: Howard. mistaken at Comic-Con Con for every nerd out there. Yeah, he, yeah.
3: What about Tim Howard, a uh, German town zone? Um, won the World Cup this year. I
0: know we, uh, we. yeah, because we care so much then. about soccer. Yeah, but he was, only he was only hot for a split second, though. I mean, he's up there, though.
2: I mean, you remember yeah. all the memes,
1: Tim Howard saves, all the saves. Yeah. Tim Howard say Mufasa in one picture. I, I know. He said, he's... Global, "Global superstar."
3: Yeah. All right. I say we give it to Fuente.
1: I yeah, we give it
2: to Fuente.
3: Is, yeah, they would do that. All right. Before I go though, I gotta, I gotta uh, thank some of our sponsors because a portion of the show has been brought to you by Croc Center, Memphis, located on East Parkway next to Tiger Lane. The new kind of community center, visit croccenter.org, also being brought to you by Playouts on the Square, Memphis only professional theater, uh, at Cooper and Union in Midtown, playoffs on the Check that website out for all upcoming shows. Peter Payne playing right now at Playouts on the Square, and also our new sponsor, Midtown Massage, located in Cooper Young. Just a dude. Yeah, we gotta have to talk soon. I
0: want to massage.
3: <laughs> go to midtown Uh You need them to need you. That's Midtown Massage. Hey, you're stressed out for the holidays? I know you are. The holidays stressed everybody out. Go there, relax, get a massage at Midtown. Massage and Cooper Young. All right, guys, i got to go. i right. got a couple minutes left to to, to uh, enjoy the show without me. I'll be back next week. We'll have Greg Akers and... We'll have
2: a lot of fun. Hey, enjoy the show. And uh, while you're there, go see Sam the uh, T-Rex for me. I haven't got a chance to check her out. All right, I'll do that. All
0: right.
1: All right, Cerrito.
2: All right. See you
1: guys.
0: See you. All hey, right. where was
1: that, dude? Chicago. He's in Chicago. Have fun. <laughs> All right, we're going to take one last final quick commercial break. You're listening to Memphis Sport Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 877-FM.
2: From Penny and the Tigers to the gritting grind of the Grizzlies. For over 20 years, we have been and continue to be real sports talk for Memphis. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Miss Hunter. Here I go again back to the night. We don't care because
0: we don't have to fight. We don't have to say you're living ordinary lives. <laughs>
1: Woo! Welcome, welcome, welcome back. This is CJ, joined alongside Marcus Hunter, and on the other side of the glass, John Harden. You just finished listening to Kevin Cerrito give you his live report from Chicago. Whoop-de-doo. But if you didn't get to listen to that part, or you missed any other portion of the show, you can go to MemphisSport.com and always check out the podcast that we're going to throw up, or you can check out podcasts from past, past episodes, as well as interviews from past episodes also. I've been listening to a couple of my favorite interviews from the year I love when uh, Congressman Cohen comes on he's so knowledgeable knows everything there is to know about Tiger football it's great and we have other interviews with you know what's his name Big Papa Pump he's on there it's great go check it out on MemphisSport.com and check out the Playing Hurt podcast on MemphisSport.com as well podcast Drew and I got going on up there Playing Hurt Playing Hurt baby which you wouldn't actually really. I do. like that name. I well,
2: like the name too. Well, thank you, thank you. You wouldn't actually really play her.
1: Hey, did you guys uh, have you guys had, a, had another basketball season since I've been gone? No, you know what? But now I'm on a team with David Basham. This is shot. Yeah,
0: it's Bano Bash and CJ. You know it. I wish. Oh, I wish. on, shot. Bano Udra. I wish we had Bano out there. <laughs> uh, I wish I could still play. Uh, you know, it's I, a bunch of slow dudes who can't shoot. I,
2: I I have not played full court basketball since I left. Oh, that's unfortunate. Dude, see, if
0: I got a rebound and I looked all the way at the other
1: end of the court, I'd be like, damn,
0: that's a long way.
1: <laughs> I'm not running down there. I've run, to, i run. Some people, I love it because they live in between the three-point lines. They yeah. never go beneath one three-point line on one court or the other three-point line on the other court. They run about. Fifteen they can't, twenty they feet. can't shoot worth a lick. Can't not at all. But they'll take the shot. Oh yeah, they'll take the shot. They will take the shot. Oh, we need to do some uh, woohoo's and boos before we get going, right? Yeah, let's do knock that out real quick. Let's try to add some structure to this
0: show.
2: We're running out of time. Woo-hoo. All right, um, I am going to give a woohoo. woo-hoo. To the uh the bowl games that have been going on so far this bowl season. Uh they've been very entertaining. We, we talked about them already during the show, talked about the uh Memphis Grizzlies BYU game, talked about that Western Kentucky Central Michigan game that the seven laterals and, and should have gone to overtime and the games have been very competitive. Um, you know, there was talks of what was the new college football playoff system going to do to the bowl games. I don't think that it's done much to hurt the bowl games and i think it's actually going to make those new year six bowls you know that much more interesting because you have teams who are going to say well we should have been in the tournament now prove yourself so you can be a name that people are looking for next year
1: so uh big woohoo to uh, all of the uh, bowl games! all right well i am going to give a boo to nba all-star voting i talked about it briefly on the show earlier but you know it's, it, you got too many too many ways to vote man it's craziness well that's I hear the music playing. That does it for us. Tune in next week. Kevin will be back. And we'll have some more fun next week. For CJ Hurt, Marcus Hunter, and Johnny Radio over on the other side. You've been listening to Memphis Sport Live on Sports 56 and 87 FM. Holla at you. Holla back!